Welcome to Small Talks, where we have small talks about a big God. I'm Crystal Walker. Let's talk. In high school, I played varsity basketball, and when I went off to college, I was the women's basketball manager my freshman year. So I hung around the game of basketball a lot, and I had the opportunity to watch the team work out and prepare for upcoming games. And actually, as I look back, preparing for future opponents was the most intriguing part of the game. I realized that it was very important to thoroughly study your opponent before the game, because if you didn't, you'll be going into the game blind. This is such an important step that at the collegiate and professional level, there are designated staff assigned to studying the upcoming opponent. The coaches prepare a scouting report on each team they play. And a scouting report is just a detailed description of the opposing team's approach, tactics, philosophy, strengths, and weaknesses. Well, today in this devotional, I want to provide something like a scouting report on our enemy, on our adversary. First Peter 5.8 says, be sober spirit, be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. So the scripture says that we ought to be alert or on guard or to watch out for our enemy. And it's pretty impossible to do that effectively if we don't know what we're looking for. So specifically in this devotional, I want to expose the nature and the character of our enemy. The Bible uses over 40 different names for Satan. And names are very important in the Bible. They usually reveal some sort of characteristic that is true about the person. Here are a few common names used for our enemy. The first one is Satan. In Hebrew, Satan means adversary or opposer. So a big piece of his character is to be in direct opposition of God's plan for your life. When Paul was on his missionary journeys, he was met with much opposition. In 1 Thessalonians 2.18, he said to the church of Thessalonica that he wanted to come to them, but Paul said Satan hindered him. Now, I'm sure you've seen this characteristic of the enemy show up in your life. Have you felt opposition in your life when trying to accomplish God's will? Now, I'm talking about when you're in the will of God and you're experiencing opposition. Now, when you're outside of God's will, that opposition may not be from Satan. It may be from God himself calling you back to his purpose and plan. Now, the good news about everything I'm saying is that despite the enemy's greatest effort to stop the will of God in your life, God's will and purpose will be accomplished. God says in Isaiah 55, 11, he says, my word will not return to me empty and that it will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Jeremiah 1:12 says that the Lord watches over his word to perform it. So you can rest assured that whatever God has spoken over your life, whatever plans he has for your life, it will come to pass. Pray earnestly that God's will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let's move on to another characteristic. The second most common name used in the Bible for the enemy is the devil. That's a Greek word that means slander or one who trips up. Our enemy is definitely a slanderer, accuser of the brethren. So Satan is literally accusing God's children day and night. He's a big tattletale. He tries his best to make a case before God that we are less than what God says we are. 
The devil is always trying to remind us of our past. He wants us to believe that we are not worthy of God's love, mercy, grace, and forgiveness. He tries to use those accusations to produce guilt and shame. And look, I don't know, maybe you've heard the enemy's accusations about you. Maybe the devil is trying to make you feel like you're not a child of God, you're not saved, or maybe that you're a hypocrite and you're not loved or forgiven. Well, I want you to realize that the devil is a liar. John 8:44 describes the devil as the father of lies. There is no truth in him. Don't fret, my friends, when it comes to the accusations of our enemy, because Romans 8:31 part B says, if God is for us, who is against us? And verse 33 and 34 says, who will bring a charge against God's elect? That's you and I. It goes on to say that God is the one who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is he who died. Yes, rather who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who also intercedes for us. So while the devil is accusing us, at the same time, we have Christ Jesus who is being an advocate for us, interceding for us as his children. Hey friends, we were just able to discuss just a few characteristics of the enemy and I'm convinced the better we understand who we're fighting against, the better we will fight. I want to leave you with some questions. How does remembering that your enemy is an adversary and an accuser make you more alert as you go about your day? And what has God equipped you with as his child to overcome these characteristics of our enemy? God, would you help us better understand the spiritual war that we're in? Will we not take it lightly that we have an adversary and an accuser? We put all of our hope in the fact that you have overcome the enemy and greater is he that is in us as believers than he that is in the world. In Jesus' name, amen.